All right, everybody. Uh, this is Scoots, and this is interesting because uh, this is a new show we've never done before. And uh, so I don't know how this is going to go. And maybe I've, I guess I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll try to remind myself to do just a five minute setup, is what I'll do. So you're hearing me after I do the five minute setup because uh, now future me knew how this is structured, where current me does not. So I'm not sure what I said there, but great job, Scoots. Uh, we're covering a show that has two names, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, the Great British Bake Off uh, is uh, one what, what it's called. But that's the easiest thing to say. I like saying Great British Bake Off. But here in the U.S., it's known as the Great British Baking Show. And I'm going to be covering uh, Series 3, or C- Series 9, though on, let's see, on Netflix it says... Uh, so this is, again, confusing because we're, you know, just where you live in the world. Uh, let me see here how it is listed on Collection 6. If you're watching in the U.S. on Netflix, it's Collection 6. Although I think in the U.K., the Great British Bake Off, it's Series 9. So if you're confused, you know, that's because of, uh, you know, you know because we live in a world like uh, where, you know, some rule, somebody you say, well... That's how we do it here. So I guess this part of the show, which I don't know who's going to be hearing this, uh, this uh, probably this is going to be so long that I'll break it up on Patreon. And I think, but the recap part will probably be on the public feed. So, hey, what's up? Uh, thanks for listening to the show. And I guess I'll hit play. And so this is Biscuits Week. And it starts off with, for me, because, I, okay, so I don't know if I said this in the thing. But I never have watched or, or sat down and watched. I probably had, uh, I've probably been uh, times I've watched the show. Well, I've been in the same room as the show's been on. Uh, but I've never sat down and watched the show. And oh boy, do I love it. Uh, this may be the most Sleep With Me, the greatest confluence of Sleep With Me in television ever. This is such a, there's so many, I guess I could go off on so many tangents about uh now, this is, I've only watched one episode like five times. Uh, but so, like, my biggest question is how am I going to fit all this into one, like, 50 minute or uh, 45 minute portion? Uh, so, like, a really good pacing, really well shot, really great, uh, per, like, uh, just well done all around. So, I guess what I'll do is I'll try to uh, read through here. But because I know, the reason I said well, I've never watched the episode before, and then I started with uh, Collection 6 or Series 9, uh, like, is that uh, I was already, like, uh, totally confused because uh, I said, wait a second, uh, it starts off with a WTF moment. Uh, okay, so, so, so it starts off with this WTF moment. Now, I knew... Uh, that uh, Noel and Sandy were the comedy comedian hosts of the show, kind of. Uh, uh, but for some reason, uh, they're dressed up as uh, like so. I must have missed something from last. Obviously, I missed something clearly, and I didn't. I don't know all the relationships, but so they're dressed as Noel is dressed as a uh, Doc Brown, and Sandy's dressed as Marty McFly. And uh, he's saying, we got to get back. And uh, that Prue tweeted the winner. Uh, so they're going from August 28th, which I'm presuming is the beginning of when they filmed the ninth series. 
uh, back to October 30th when they revealed the winner. Uh, Prue's about to tweet the name of last year's winner or this year's winner. Yeah, I guess she, so she tweeted the winner by accident because then uh, Paul is sitting next to Peru on a couch as she's tweeting something out. Well, let's see what time it is. Uh, so I don't know why it was with the um, Back to the Future thing. I don't know if that's a theme. Oh, 20, oh boy, 20, 20 hours, which is 12 is, uh, it's 10, a, no, no, 10 a.m. It's, uh, 8 p.m., I guess. Oh, but it's 10 a.m. So Prue tweeted it out at 10 p.m., but they're heading out at 10 a.m. So they're going back in time and back in time. Then we start to see the beautiful mood setting that they do on this show with uh, lambs and ducklings, Kim Joy. Holy, okay, let's just go right into the people's outfits because uh, uh, because I'm not sure if, uh, like, I don't know any of the behind the scenes of the show, but the outfits on the, the, the what, what people are wearing is just amazing. Usually, I don't know, in my opinion, like, uh, I guess I was just so surprised uh and I don't even have like one of those 4K Ultra HD TVs. I just have a regular, uh, I got my TV in 20, I don't know, uh, 14, I think, maybe. I don't know. I probably talked about it on the podcast. Uh, last of the plasma TVs, uh, when they stopped making them, I got one on discount. It was also, uh, I got paid off my student loans, I think, or maybe I paid off my credit card. So it was like a, celebratory thing i'd been uh not drinking for a year so uh but okay so back to it so first up is kim joy she has on uh she has like a lovely this yellow headband and then her shirt or her blouse uh has uh, summer treats on it but really like in these pastels like it's a cream colored shirt with pastel colored popsicles and ice cream cones and she's kind of, they're all talking about how intense it is, uh, how beautiful it is there. Uh, then there's, uh, Briny, uh, uh, sorry, I'm like falling behind already, but Briny. So everybody's like kind of talking. Also, they're talking about how being in the tent is like, uh, there's been more people in space. It's like being a pro football player. Can't believe it. See it on TV. It can't be real. Uh, then we have oh, stressful as a thesis. Uh, so we're getting like a, a series of shots of the characters, some decorations. Uh, uh, we see Prue. Prue, Prue is like, uh, and we'll cover the facts. Maybe we'll cover it on Patreon. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. Nerves, uh, thesis, surreal. Yeah, less people have been in their tent than in space. 12 new bakers, 30 challenges. Uh, great, good, good. Oh, someone wants to be Star Baker once. I think that was Manon. Uh, but I'm not sure. And, uh, I would like to see, oh, Bruce says, I'd like to see more imagination, more color, and above all, I'm reading the, uh, more delicious things. And Bruce's outfit is beautiful. Then Paul Hollywood. We're going to have some new challenges. Some they've heard of, some they have not. Oh, I just saw a man, and she has watermelons on her shirt. And then Terry, it looks like he has a, is that his name? He he has a shirt with, a, and then Dan has a big uh, blue flower print shirt. Uh, oh, Dan's one, Starbreaker once. That's a great goal, Dan. 
Okay, so then we have the intro, which we'll skip. Then we show. So this place, if you never watched a show, uh, the opening shot at 54, with 54 minutes left and 55 seconds, it's on some estate somewhere. There's this manor-type house, uh, and then green grass, trees, farmland, and then the tent, which I guess is like where they do everything. And, man, you can have a tent look like a white plastic thing on the outside but look great on the inside. But having this manor, I don't know if this is a drone shot I'm looking at, but it's pretty, I'd say, there's a creek. Again, there's wildlife. There's wildflowers. Uh, oh, and then this goes right into it. Let me read my notes for a second. And Well, I guess I'll do it. Uh, uh, let's see. British Bake Show. Oh, that's the sky shot. Fields, flowers, uh, music. Then there's voiceover from Sandy. Bakers will face three challenges. Then we'll get the star baker. Then someone will have to unfortunately go home. And then and Noel says, hey, Bakers, uh, this is the first signature challenge. Uh, 24 regional biscuits, Sandy says. Uh, she has, Sandy has a blue star shirt on with different blues. Oh, yeah, let's go through the uh, everybody's uh, outfits. Because uh, this, I mean, really is important. It really is impression, left an impression on me. Okay, so now we have the judges and the hosts, I would say. So Sandy has on a, a, a navy blue or a royal, a well, yeah, navy blue shirt uh, with stars not printed on it. Different stars, turquoise, uh, light blue, royal blue. Uh, the Knoll has on a three-tiered shirt. Uh, it's like a pink on the top. It's a long shirt, uh, very his style. His sideburns are rocking. In the top of the shirt is pink uh, with a... Just kind of like a like a leopardish print, but not really a leopard print. Then it's a white brick wall, and then a, a light blue at the bottom, just a light blue color. Uh, Prue has on a dress that I can't quite grasp the color because it's so wonderful. It's uh, somewhere in between orange and red. Um. I don't know, in a way that just like, I mean, perfect for television. Holy mackerel. Then she has on this necklace that is multicolored, like uh, almost like sticks or something, or looks like, a, I mean, it doesn't look like coral, but like a coral type fingers, but it's made of probably plastic or some other thing. But it's so colorful. And again, the colors just pop. And then she has on these, uh, uh, glass or glasses or frames are in, in barely translucent, uh, popping blue that highlights uh, the blue in her necklace and perfectly contrasts with the, her dress. And then Paul Hollywood, he has on jeans and then a denim shirt, but he pulls it off. I don't think I can. I've, I've tried to, th- I've thought about it and he looks good in it. Uh, and his jeans fit him in a way that he doesn't look like he doesn't have like he he looks stylish and not like a dad. I mean, maybe a tiny bit dad like just because of uh, I don't know. But his shirt and his shirt is like pressed. Like that's the other thing with denim shirts. I can't get them. Uh, so that's our coverage of the Great British Bake Off. Uh, thanks everybody. I'm kidding. Twenty four regional biscuits. Uh, they have to be traditional from a village or region in Britain. 
sweet or savory, you know, depending on their history. And the British is British, uh, might, uh, they must mean something to the baker. Then Noel has a joke at Sandy's expense, uh, identical across each thing on your mark, get set, bake. And then everybody goes into action. They're kind of saying, oh boy, like, uh, most people are starting with their butter, uh, difficult to make rules. They repeat, oh, they repeat the rules twice, uh. In voiceover, oh yeah, with the voiceover a couple times. Paul, they got to be unique. Uh, they have to have their own stamp on them, but recognizable. And if it's a shortbread, it better melt in the mouth, Bruce says. If it's a ginger snap, it should snap. Uh, regional perfection, Paul says. Uh, first baker, uh, Briny. Uh, she's nervous. They, she says she has in like this, uh, mustard colored shirt with, uh, kind of, um, a, a nice print on the sides of it, uh, a little bit like stained glass. Um, and then they have these family sequences. Again, this is a really well made and produced show. Like, so they have Brian and her daughter. She's making uh, apple cider empire briskets with caramelized apples and vanilla shortbread. She's boiling eggs uh, for her biscuits, and she's going to sieve the uh, yolks. Paul's like, what are you talking about? A short structure, Brian, he says. And uh, he says he's never heard of it, uh, but uh, uh, Bruce says, sounds lovely. And uh, this, like, and Sandy says, don't let him get to you. He's like, uh, you know, he's a splainer. And then we have everybody, lemon shrewsberry. This is Dan, rich crumbly biscuit. Works at home, he says. So, uh, but he's stressed. I like Dan a lot. Then they show Dan at the uh, duck pond with his kids. Barnaby and Constance uh, makes his whole fish dinner for them. Lemon and strawberry shrewsberries. Look over this. Now, Noel goes up to him. What's up? Uh, all right. You don't sound like you're all right. He goes, yeah, I'm, you know, a little. He goes, do you usually chill and bake? And uh, Dan says, yeah. And then he says, well, it looks like you turned that around. Uh, and so they have, I had a laugh at that, obviously. Uh, so let's see, stained glass, clotted cream. I think I got to look that up uh, at some point. Man, and talking about her clotted cream. She's going to spread some on the top. Oh, she says, oh, she, when she discovered it in England. Uh, she's from France, uh, worked on an egg farm, baking with her family, eating apples and making apple pie. But she's making hazelnut Cornish shortbread. Uh, she's from Brittany, and she said Cornwall kind of reminds her of home, so she wanted to do it. Clotted cream. Oh, Rudy, Ruby's making clotted cream. Masala, chai, uh, flats. We'll get back to it. She's like doing a, uh, I don't think she's really using a real clotted cream. Uh, project manager Ruby's, they show her working out, doing some boxing. She's making masala chai Devon flats uh, with dark chocolate. Uh, and they're, now they're asking, like, "Hey, what do you think the um, what do you think the the, the texture is going to be? Are you is it soft, medium, or hard?" Uh, she goes, "Well, I've practiced. I'm not winging it." Uh, uh, and then they're talking. So then they kind of go again. They do these different sequences of shots of everybody prepping. Uh, but and then like forewarning voiceover or descriptive voiceover.
coconut and fennel. Okay, let me get back to my notes because I got away. Sandy gives love uh, British tri- twist, uh, Bristol twist on regional biscuits. Uh, Briny, okay, Briny, her daughter making Play-Doh, lots of laughs, uh, artwork, apple cider, vanilla shortbread. Uh, there I put uh, balls of J-E-R-K. Uh, Noel rolls up. Oh, that's so funny when he jokes. Man and clotted cream, cottage cream. Oh, I don't know if cottage cream is a thing either. Uh, Gaelic flair, uh, Brittany in France. Uh, oh, clotted cream and ruby. Oh, and ruby's pot is like some nice dried herbs uh, that she's using. In, oh, yeah, cream, clotted cream substitutes. She works in the train business, too. Oh, and this is my first. So we get a, like, a, there's a lot of alliteration here. And again, if you, here's the thing. If you have a child or a young child, like a teen or a tween, this is a show in the podcast, not only for them to sleep to, but to watch. Because holy moly, is there a lot of, uh, like learning good words, uh, even though I don't know if the SAT is going to be around anymore. I guess they could just use, you know, if they're in spelling bee or something. But again, if you love alliteration, I don't even I, I, like. I guess I got to get a pen for alliteration. Watch. I started counting. Uh, I started counting like later, but this one has a killer combination of cardamom, clove, and cinnamon. And that's a masala. That's what's in her bowl. Soft medium is what she says. Uh, oh, they put Julian sometimes instead of Noel. Because uh, I always thought those two were. I said that he looks more like a Julian, and Noel, Julian looks more like a Noel to me. So when I read about them, uh, the creators of Mighty Boosh, I said, oh, okay, that's who's who. But I made a, I made a, you know, rear end of out of all of us. Uh, then we have Rahul. He's doing uh, coconut and fennel. And then Paula gives him a hard time about how he talks too much, uh, like a bit like he could be on this podcast. But I don't find him boring. He says, oh, yeah, I do talk a lot. Uh, uh, yeah, also, oh, boy, his shirt. I got to get to his shirt. Let me hit play up here. He has this great, great shirt on, too. They also show him Skyping with his parents. And his dad says, you got to shave and cut your hair. He's actually a nuclear scientist. Uh, Fennel and coconut pithicilli bannock or bonic. Uh, so he has on a, den- a lighter colored denim shirt. So he has a lot of layers. I could learn a lot about styling from the show. But underneath his denim shirt, he has on uh, like a white sh- sh- shirt with blue stripes, but they're like a light blue. I don't know what you call it when it looks like it's painted on. Uh, it's not painted on, but so I don't know. Like uh, it's, it looks really cool. Uh, oh, yeah, denim shirt, nuclear scientist. Dad wants him to get a haircut. Uh, then we have a oh, whole fennel. Even Sandy gives him a hard time at the end about talking. Then we have Imelda. She's from the Northern Island. She's doing a hearty oats, uh, cherry, and white chocolate oatmeal biscuit. Uh, like, uh, which, you know, I'm a big fan. Those flavors are flavors I'm a fan of. Uh, uh, wholemeal flour, she says, so which I marked. Uh, Sandy and Ta- Paul start talking about BMs. So that, I said, wait a second. Come on, you two. Uh, then we have Luke. Uh, 
Luke's pretty hip. He's like, uh, he, he's the, uh, the charmer on this one. He's making lime, I guess, oh, ginger nuts. I said, who are you calling a ginger nut, son? He's a DJ and a, uh, civil servant, uh, Yorkshire ginger nut. York, she's representing Yorkshire. He is really charming, though. Like, I'm not making fun of him. He's layered two. He is on a white v neck and then, um, like a semi, not a Hawaiian print shirt, but like something. Then they show him Sheffield uh, DJing. Ginger nuts do look delicious. Uh, lime buttercream in the middle. My stomach just growled. And they say, make sure, Paul says, make sure you get the balance right, dude. Ginger and the lime. But he seems pretty confident. Uh, oh, his, his shirt's like clouds and birds, I think. Then uh, more, com- like you have these little comedy breaks. So then we have a comedy break with uh, Sandy and Noel, and she flashes a flashlight, and she says, so he says, what's my line? One hour. What's my motivation? She hands him some cash, uh, and he says, one hour. And then, the, the, I don't know, just a funny little sequence. Uh, Kim Joyce make it rolling out her shortbread. Each and every biscuit must be uniform in shape, they say. And, uh, even they're even weighing them out each, uh, each biscuit ball or flat, depending. Some people are making sandwich ones. So they say, oh boy, that's twice as work. Anthony is, uh, he's a banker. He loves Bollywood. They say they show him cooking at home. He's making his one. His looked really delicious. Turmeric and caraway goosenarg cakes, uh, with mango chili jam. I'm a big turmeric fan. Uh, and then he, he and Sandy dance. He shows Sandy a little dance move. Uh, really easy one with the legs and the hands uh, going up and down. And then they dance together. And then she, Kim Joy laughs. She goes, you're definitely the most fun person. That's what Sandy says to him. Also, he is on a white paisley print shirt. That's really nice. Uh, and then, I guess, gray jeans that match the print of his paisley. Uh, then, again, they do a series of shots with everybody working. Now we got some strawberry jam Dan's working on. Chili mango Anthony's working on. Uh, with spice butterscotch cream sauce and my Swiss meringue buttercream. That's John. He's making an Aberfra biscuit, shell-shaped on a real shell. They, he loves sailing. They show his wife, Debbie, and his kids sailing. Aberfra creams with a butterscotch filling. Butterscotch buttercream. There's a there's alliteration number two. If you're keeping track, I probably won't. But uh, uh, then we have Kim Joy. She's working on orange blossom glaze. Uh, she's got orange blossom water. I didn't even know where do you buy this stuff. She said this was kind of a little different, uh, but it made me relate to Kim Joy. They say she says she discovered the flavor for the biscuit in the bath. Uh, she had this new conditioner and she smelled it. And I said, wait a second, I taste conditioner too. I mean, she said she just looked at it, but I'll taste it. Don't if you're listening, kids, don't ever do that. Uh, but I like I do taste that stuff. Uh, and they show her doing some shorts. She's making an orange blossom York biscuit with orange blossom water, edible flour. Noel's up. He's like, uh, oh, he makes a joke about uh, an antique stealer. 
which, you know, he goes, oh, like, uh, can I call you Lovejoy? And I didn't get the joke either. He goes, it's an antique steal or, uh, you're too young. Uh, and he, he can't believe it. Uh, he's like a man, uh, forget it. Uh, he's a little bit flummoxed. Uh, then we have, uh, somebody making roses, uh, Karen, Karen's got a nice red. We'll talk about everybody else. Everybody has on, um, grayish brown. Um, she's a food product promoter. And she's making Yorkshire Perkins. Everybody has on a brownish gray, uh, what are those things called? Apron. Oh, she goes, yo, you're looking Elvis shaking Stevens or Katie. Sandy says that Noel says, uh, Sandy says it look like Katie Lang. Uh, but Karen says he looks like a shaken Stevens or Elvis. Uh, then we have Terry. He's making, uh, I don't know what he's making, but he's trying to do these chocolate prints. At, oh, th- there's a, this is a good moment to pause it at. Uh, 44 minutes left in the show. And Terry's trying, he's on a horse and he's trying to make it go and the horse won't listen, which kind of is like a metaphor for Terry's day. And Terry's like the like likable person we kind of feel bad for. He's making a Lake District ginger shortbread, crystallized ginger and chocolate lambs. But Paul says, those are lambs? Uh, and he, Terry says, hopefully I'll get them in the oven and tidy them up. Uh, then everybody starts, they do a sequence where everybody's putting their stuff in the oven and navigating temperature, you know, not easy. Uh, people are setting their timers, eight minutes, ten minutes. Don't misjudge it, Noel says. 25, 23 minutes at 165 from man. And if you mess it up, kiss the color and the texture goodbye. Uh, six minutes on the clock for Dan. I think 40 minutes for Rahul. Uh, let's see, Dan goes in, now we have everything coming in and out of the oven, saying, is it done? Uh, and uh, you can see, like, uh, you start to see a stress wearing on certain people. Then they, Sandy makes an announcement half an hour through an old-fashioned radio, and she says, I used to be on radio. And everybody's like, uh, yeah, everybody's like, holy cow, how are we going to do this? So some people are happy and some people aren't. So you see kind of how people react to the stress and then how that impacts their cooks. Uh, Ruby drops one of her uh, cookies. I didn't realize, I didn't tie that to later. Uh, somebody says fudge. They said fudge. Uh, I guess it's warm. Ruby says it was warm. And then Terry says his chocolate won't set inside the tent. He like fans his face. Everybody starts their piping, uh, and they're like assembly. And again, a lot of shots. I don't know how many camera people they have. Uh, and then we see the interactions. This one is nice. It's Dan and Kim Joy. Well, I didn't know if it was nice or passive aggressive. He says, oh, I'd hate to see when your cookies fall on the floor. And she says, very funny, Dan. But I don't know if that was like a way of Dan saying they look good enough to eat. Then they do five minutes left. Uh, Everybody's starting to be like, oh, no, that's where you're running short on time sequence. Now, and, uh, so my daughter got very uh, bent about this. It didn't bother me as much the first time, but now it does. Uh, so Karen gets done early. So there's 41 minutes left, and she starts snacking. 
And we'll go into her snacks. But my daughter was like, "That's oh, yeah. So she has a snack pack. Uh, now, I don't know if they provided or she brought it. Hopefully there's a Zoom. But first she has crisps or chips. Uh, yeah, crisps. She offers them. So she's sitting there with snacks in her lap uh, while everybody else is struggling, which you would think would be a precursor, but it is, I'll just tell you, it isn't a precursor, uh, I don't think. Now, Terry is really under the, like, he's the most stressed. Some people are very chill, uh, man and briny. Uh, Ruby's making tea that she thinks will pair well. Uh, but Terry is just like, he's not in good shape. And Karen's eating more biscuits. Uh, uh, let's see, 24, uh, uh, Ruby does it, Dan, uh, let's see, it's going so fast. Uh, let me run through my notes here. I'll pause it. Uh, uh, dances with Sandy, resting the dough, talk, there's clips of people talking, John and his wife and kids, uh. Yeah, there's the butter buttercream. So that was like number two that we even caught of the alliteration. Oh yeah, Kim Kim Joy's shirt. Uh, oh, she, also Kim Joy has like a, the tips of her hair like a purplish blue. Uh, York biscuits. She's actually stamping that on there. Uh, Antique sealer Lovejoy. I did have that in my notes to so look it up. Yeah, so patrons will get all the research. Uh, Yorkshire Perkins uh, with mace and uh, corn something. That's what Karen was working on. Wakefield. Maybe that's a grocery store. I don't know. Terry's Little Lambs. This horse won't go. Terry's making Lake District ginger shortbread. Uh, then there's a VO about uh, like the risk people are taking. Kiss goodbye. Uh, oh yeah, eyes and talk. Uh, so people start to try to stay calm. Uh, then there's an exterior shot before Sandy does a radio thing. Five minutes left. Uh, there's a lot of good. Oh, they, with a blue. The radio is like a blue old-fashioned radio, like a prop. Uh, that's when the out of the oven sequence comes. Uh, is it hot in here or is it me having, you know, you say, boy, I don't know. Uh, five minutes left, uh, behind on time. Sixteen eighteen was when I was supposed to pause it. Uh, but I think that was just Karen's uh, snacking. I tried to, I wanted to see what else she had in her snack thing, but I couldn't see it when I paused it. Uh, chocolate, uh, lamb troubles, uh, but then you see people are helping one another. Amazing, uh, at the end, uh, so people are going, as time's up, uh, everybody's helping, put your biscuits at the end of your benches. There's even, like, uh, different themed ways to serve it. Now, I don't know, again, I don't know the production of the show, because, uh, again, and then they, uh, Bryony tells, uh, uh, Terry, don't worry. It's only one out of three. Karen's still snacking. But everything, a lot of stuff, a lot of pastels. I don't know if this is every season or just this one. Blue, pastel blue in particular. Baby blue, eggshell blue, some green turquoise. Anthony's up, Anthony's up first. Anthony's up first. His biscuits are popping, man. They were this orange color, psychedelic, uh, Noel says, 
And they say, Prue, you like them because they match your biscuit. Uh, they do look really delicious, and they do deliver. The judges are impressed. Uh, beautiful texture. Uh, fantastic. Uh, chili jam. Great biscuit, Paul says. And Anthony says, boom. But uh, Prue and Noel take, take, take them to go. They, they love them so much they're still eating. Then Karen's up. They say, great piping work. Looks amazing. Spicy, chewy, nice, uh, but more like a cookie and not a biscuit. Didn't blow Paul away. Uh, then Kim Joy's up. Uh, absolutely exquisite, Prue says. I love them. Uh, Paul takes a bite. Uh, he says, balanced, uh, melts in your mouth to break it apart. Flavors, uh, got the orange. Prue says, well done. Kim Joy's happy. Then they get to John. His are undercooked. They say, quite pale, dude. Underbaked, um, bland. Uh, should have been in four or five more minutes. Uh, then Manon's up. Hazelnut Cornish shortbread. Uh, extremely neat. That's what Paul likes the best. Uh, his a good snap. Prue's impressed with that. Beautifully baked, buttery. That wasn't on purpose, though, as a alliteration. Uh, hazelnut chocolate, fantastic. The, Bruce says, I'd like some milk. Uh, man says, it's right here in front of you. Uh, and then Dan cheers her on. Uh, Rahul, they say, oh, uh, let's look at uh, owl feathers. She has this beautiful white chocolate and, and, and dark chocolate on there. They say, fennel's not quite the punch we we're expecting. Then Ruby's up. They say, how come you got 25 and not 24? She goes, I'm bad at maths, uh, which cracked me up and everybody else. Uh, bit dry. She has on a um, red dress uh, with some flower. I don't know, flower print is what you'd call it. In a nice red. Uh, uh, then Dan's up. They say, yours are pal too, Dan. Tough biscuit. He goes, is it? Uh, not in a passive and aggressive way. like." Uh, I think that is an English thing. Like, uh, they say, Dan, these are quite, he just says, is it? Uh, uh, like, it's a different way of reacting. Like, you'd say, is it really? Uh, but he says, is it like, uh, uh, I don't know. You have to see it, I guess. Uh, and they say, not good. Like, basically, Terry only decorated one of his cookies, his ginger shortbread. Oh, no, two of them. Not my finest hour. Lamb's not good. Looks like a Warhol print. Uh, don't like don't like the color. Not neat enough for Paul, of course. Paul breaks it. Uh, they don't like it at all. Uh, too hard. A good flavor, maybe, but uh, execution execution not good. He says it's a rough old biscuit. That one. The judges leave, but Noel stays behind to say, don't worry, man, you can do it. You could be the comeback kid. And he says, let's hope so. Then Luke's ginger nuts, uh, they look really good. They say ginger's lovely. Not enough lime pop, though. And Noel says, you can breathe. And then Manning gives Dan a thumbs up. He smiles. Amelda, cherry and white chocolate oatmeal. She's nervous. They break while Paul says, uh, and he says, okay, that's a delicious biscuit. Uh, and she's like, oh, very oaty. 
feels healthy, but it's not, you know, it's a cookie. Well worth it though. And then Briny's up. She's got this caramelized apple. It looks amazing. Uh, uniform in color and size, they say. Very neat. Of course, Paul's worried about that. Scalloped edges. And they take some bites. They break it up. Very crumbly. Melts in your mouth. Uh, they say that egg yolk worked. This is the best shortbread today. Crumbly, soft, and buttery. And with the apple caramelization, mm, good. So she says thank you. And then uh, Noli gives her a thumbs up, and she's very relieved. She says she's always overwhelmed. And she goes, yeah, for Prue to use that technique, I say, holy cow. Terry looks down, not in the place, wrong biscuit, wrong day. Man, and says, beautifully baked. There's alliteration. Uh, the sailing guy, John says, oh boy, uh, this is like what it was like for me at school. And, uh, John says, my whole school life could have been better. And then, uh, Ruby says, wait a second, I thought biscuits were supposed to be dry. And then we see more lambs in the countryside, uh, going through. Let me check the time here. So there's 34 minutes. So I guess what I'll do is we'll break this into two episodes. We'll break it up like a biscuit, you know what I'm saying? And I'll I'll run through for about five, you know, I'll run through to the end of this episode. I mean, to the, like, a few more. We'll set up the next competition. And then uh, we'll, uh, yeah, because it's kind of a bit of an experiment. And then we'll have another full episode about Biscuit Week. Uh, so they said the bakers were able to finish their first, oh, they were able to practice their first challenge, but the second one will be a mystery shrouded in gingham. And so they do like a front of the room thing of everybody like exhaling, looking a little uh, uh, intense. So this is still the first day. I guess they do these over two days. Um in the second day, though, everybody has the same outfit sense. So then, again, we have a sequence where the judges are at the front in the host, and they say, first technical challenge. And Paul set it up. Uh, and Paul says, this is a favorite of mine was a kid, so don't mess it up. Uh, and Sandy says, this is going to be judged blind. Uh, this is going to be judged without us knowing who made each dish. Uh, so Prue and Paul are not going to be lingering in the tent. So the, off you go. Thank you very much. And uh, then there's a funny joke where they say, geez, I don't even know what's improv and what's written. Because they say, where are they going? And, and Noel says, a bouncy castle. It cracks up the whole thing, the whole tent. And I just wonder with the tent, like, also how much are they in, like, do they feel like they're around four famous people, you know? Uh, they can't make it easy either. Everybody laughs, uh, and they say, okay, Paul wants you to make an iconic version of his iconic wagon wheel. You have, uh, you have to make eight in, uh, two and a quarter hours. Is that what it is? Uh, and a moon pie in the U S is what a wagon wheel is similar to. I got, I'm going to track them down. They're a little expensive online, but I'm sure I could find it at a local shop. Yeah. Two and a quarter hours, uh, uh to make it, uh, so get your wagons rolling on your marks, get set to bake. Uh, so they have like some sort of instructions in all the ingredients. 
And again, a lot of people are reading through it. Some people, the iconic wheel-shaped, okay, let me read that part uh, from the thing. The iconic wheel-shaped biscuits 70 years ago uh, launched in Britain. And uh, some people know what a wagon wheel is. Some people have never had them or never heard of them. So that makes it makes it hard if you're not if you were raised in the UK. And Paul has a pared down recipe, and not many people have made a wagon wheel because it is more of a ma- normally I think a mass produced confectionery. Then we go outside uh, to, uh, Prue and Paul, they're sitting kind of, I don't know if they're having tea. I'll pause it. Uh, we get a garden shot. Yeah. They have uh well, Paul has tea in front of him. Like he's drinking it. Prue's tea is like, she pushed it away and they're sitting. Paul's chair is like light green. And then Prue's chair is white. They're like, uh, like an older, more classic outdoor wooden chair. Then they are sitting at a table with a tablecloth that's a really nice blue with a print on it and white. Uh, and they have uh, their table is set, and then they have a plate of wagon wheels. And then behind them is some like uh, I don't know if it's called bunting, but like a British uh, uh, flags uh, hanging like triangle ones. And then a lot of different flowers and plants, like in like a kind of like. A, I guess a bit like you'd get an antiques place, uh, or yeah, like a, a really, like someone says, oh yeah, I bought all these antique shops and I use them to store the plants. It just looks good. And so I say, Bruce says, so Paul, why is this the first technical challenge? Uh, wagon wheels. He says, cause I got a cookbook about it. One, but he goes, there's many different elements. to a wagon wheel tricky, uh, got a biscuit, crunchy marshmallow, uh, some that doesn't pour out, but is right. Chocolate coating and a jam. Uh, chocolate's got to hold the thing in. Bruce says it's beautiful. Difficulties put all that together without panicking. And Paul says, it's right. You got to test these, test these characters out. Uh, and then they go and they do an outside thing in the t- t- tent, and then everybody's starting to sift, sort their flour and uh, say, okay. I'm, like Manon's like, I'm cool as a cucumber. Rub the butter into the flour. So people start making their dough, and they're looking back. Groovy's like, okay, I made a mistake in the first one. And they have some sort of recipe. Anthony's like, I did something wrong. Oh, I didn't rub the butter in, but uh, I got to go with it anyway. Then Sandy goes to Luke. She says, have you made this before? He goes, uh, oh, this is interesting. So I don't know if Luke's made it before, but uh, yeah, I've eaten lots of them, never made them. And Sandy says, there's some people here that have never even heard of them. So you're ahead of the game. And she goes, I've never had one. He goes, you never had a wagon wheel? No. Uh, he goes, have you even lived? Uh, and she goes, I'll be honest, I didn't have a pot noodle, which I think is like ramen, until I was 55. So that's also an uh, interesting thing, you know. Uh, she he says, what are you kidding me, Sandy? Give me a hard time. Uh, he goes, I can't even come back from that. Uh, uh, then, uh, everybody's starting to need and, uh, they don't want to mess. You don't want to overdo your dough. They say, Ruby says, I got to get my jam on. 
then everybody starts making their jam, sugar, boil. Uh, so you got the jam sequence. Anthony's like a little watery. My jam's watery. Oh, wait, we do have a close-up there. Let's see. I'm going to read through this close-up. To close out, I'm going to read Paul's words uh, off the screen, if I can pause it. Oh, boy, I missed it. Yeah, I'll try again. Don't worry. I'm here. I'm going to read you Paul's words, if I can pause it in time. Uh, jam making's going on. Dan's reading it. Uh, okay. So this is what we have uh, just on the screen. And so I'll say goodnight and we'll pick up the second half of this in a little while. Uh, method oven, seriotherm, 160 degrees C. Step one for the biscuits, tip the flour, salt, and butter into a bowl. Rub the butter into the flour, stir in the sugar and vanilla paste. Uh, then add the egg yolk. Bring the dough together. Chill, man. So they still have to chill it at some point. For the jam, oh, then you make the jam, I guess. Uh, place the raspberries in a deep-sided pan and crush them. Add the sugar. Bring to a boil. Increase the heat and boil for four minutes. Uh, remove from heat and sieve. Uh, let cool and set. Uh, for the marshmallow, pour 100 milliliters cold water into a small, small bowl, smarmalade bowl, then sprinkle the gelatin over the top. Uh, oh, that's it, huh? I guess, uh, oh, then four, tip sugar into a medium pan, add glucose and 100 milliliters water, and cook uh, uh, over low heat. Increase the heat, bring to a boil. While the sugar syrup is cooking, whisk the egg white into the bowl stand mixer. As soon as the sugar syrup reaches 120C, remove uh, the heat and stir in the gelatin. With the mixer on, pour the sugar syrup over the egg white in a steady... Oh, this is the marshmallow. And then we lose it. You get to put it in a piping bag, I guess. So we don't have the... We have some of the milliliters and stuff. Uh, so this is interesting. I guess it is a technical challenge. Technically, it's challenging. And uh, technically, I'll talk to you soon. Uh, uh, good night.